Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. Today's scripture is found in 1 Kings and it describes a showdown between Elijah, the prophet of Jehovah, the one true God, versus 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Ashtoreth. Baal was the name of the supreme god that was worshipped in ancient Canaan and Phoenicia. Now the word Baal means Lord, and he was known as a fertility god. And he gave, they believe he gave fertility to crops as well as to people to bear children. The name Asherah means she who treads on the sea. Now the people of God, they had begun worshiping Baal, yet they still wanted to be known as followers of Jehovah. They were double-minded and they were very unstable. God sent Elijah so that the people would make a decision. And they had to make a decision. Now, Jesus illustrates this truth of having to make a decision in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and it's verses 15 and 16, and it's the World English Bible translation. And it reads, speaking to the Laodicean church, he states, this is Jesus speaking, I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Did you hear that? Jesus speaking to this church in Laodicea, and it's a church in the book of Revelation, one of the churches that he was given his assessment of each one that he went to. And since this particular church was lukewarm, which means they didn't make a decision, they didn't decide whether or not they wanted to serve him or serve themselves or serve another God. And Jesus said since they were lukewarm, which meant they were neither hot nor cold, he would vomit them out. See, we have to make a decision as to whom we will serve. As our country moves towards its future, we have to make a similar decision in choosing between two opinions, like the children of Israel were doing, as Elijah pointed it out to them. When we follow the narrative that's reported by the media, or reported in the airways by NPR or Fox News or CNN or the New York Times or One News Now or Breitbart. See, we have many voices that are speaking and many news outlets that are giving their narrative, their spin, their reporting on what's happening. But we have to make a decision in what we believe and who we will serve. 
we should get on our knees, sit in our chair, lay in our bed, whatever position is comfortable for us or whatever position that we are able to get in and spend time in the presence of God and seek his wisdom because he is the source of all wisdom. Now, when I'm speaking of narratives, I mean when when someone or a news organization is portraying either spoken or written account of, of an event or a story. For example, just Tuesday of this week, the two chief executive officers of two major social media companies, one was Mark Zuckerberg, who's the Facebook CEO, and the other was Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter. They appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and they were testifying concerning the 2020 election and if there had been any censorship by their companies. Now, this is the third time that these two CEOs have appeared before this same committee. And each time they've come before the committee, it's been regarding how they are reporting what's on their platform. Speaking about the narratives, as I said earlier. Now, when you hear about this, you may wonder, why should this event be of interest to the body of Christ that the two top CEOs of two of the biggest media companies, one of the two social media companies in the world, is appearing before a Senate committee. Why should that be important to the body of Christ or any other citizens of this nation? It should be important because over 70% of the public in this nation, according to Pew Research, use social media. And what happens in and on these platforms impact all of our lives. Today's episode of A New Creation is Destiny of a Nation. I've asked this before, and I'll ask again. What kind of nation do we envision for future generations. See, we are the government of God, those of us who are of the household of faith, and we have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. See, the government of God is comprised of people who first we know the heart of God, and we also are to equip others to know his heart on all matters. See, when we take a look at what's presented in front of us on either a social platform like Facebook or Twitter, or if you're using, you can use Snapchat, or you can use any other social media platform. But when you're using them, it's important for you to know how the information that you give them, either in that platform or about yourself, is being used. So if we know over 70% of us in this nation use these particular platforms, if these people 
who are the CEOs of these companies are appearing before the Senate, we should know why, because it impacts us directly, as I said earlier. And I'm talking about a destiny of a nation here. See, the Lord is merciful and he's gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in compassion and loving kindness. That's Psalm 103 verse 8 and it's the amplified version of, of the scripture. Remember, God's heart is always towards mankind because we are the crown of his creation. Now, in last week's episode, Healing a Nation, I shared with you what the Holy Spirit spoke and said for us to consider. And the Holy Spirit brought that back to my remembrance for this week, for me to emphasize that a second time. See, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said these three things were important for us to consider. And he was very strategic in using the word consider because when you consider something, you fix your mind on it. You think about it. You give it great thought and depth. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to go into detail to fix our mind on these things and go into detail and depth about these things because they're very important. The first item he wanted us to consider is the life of our nation. And by that he means in our lives, the lives that we live in this nation, do we honor God by how we live? And the scripture I thought about that the Holy Spirit wanted us to consider is Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And it's the King James Version of the scripture. And it reads, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Let not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Talking about the destiny of a nation. So the first item for us to consider is the life of a nation. In Galatians 2.20 speaks of that very, very thing, whether or not we are crucified with Christ. The second item that the Holy Spirit presented for us to consider is the condition of our nation. Is there hope? Is there joy in our nation? In Colossians chapter 1, Verse 27, in the New King James Version of the Scripture, it reads, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Talking about the destiny of a nation. So when I spoke of the condition of our nation, Christ in us, those of us who are the household of faith, that is the, the hope of glory that we have. And this was a mystery. And I've mentioned about a mystery before. The first part of the scripture, a clause in Colossians 127, it, it says, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles. The Gentiles are those of us who are not Jewish, who are not of Jewish descent. So that's those 
who, as I said, are not Jewish. And that mystery, which means something that's revealed that was unknown in previous times. That mystery is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, before these times, before this was revealed in the word of God, those who knew God were of Jewish descent. Because remember, Paul says he's not ashamed of the gospel of God because the gospel of Christ, because it's the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. He says the Jew first and then also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So it is the Jew first, and then it said also the Greek, meaning the Jew first and then the Gentiles. During that time, of course, the Jewish people, because Christ was born of Jewish descent. And remember, God revealed himself first to the Jewish people in the Old Testament. And this is a mystery. In the Old Testament, the Jewish people knew nothing about Gentiles being grafted in or being a part of the, of the household of faith because they knew Jehovah. They didn't know Christ because Christ the Messiah had not come yet. But Christ in us, the hope of glory, that is a mystery that was not known in the Old Testament. But we know it in the New Testament. And that's the hope, talking about the destiny of a nation, that's the hope that the Holy Spirit wanted to bring to our attention when he asked us to take a look at the condition of our nation. We can look at it in terms of hope. Now, hope, I looked up the word hope. I looked it up in, in the Bible dictionary, Bible study tools dictionary. And the word hope, biblical hope, means to trust in, to wait for, and to look for or desire something or someone and to expect something beneficial in the future. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We look forward to Christ's return. But in the meantime, we have the Holy Spirit, which help, helps us with this hope that we have inside. So that's also very important. Now, in the Greek, the word hope is pronounced elpis. You spell it. E-L-P-I-S. And again, it means to anticipate, usually with pleasure. And as a noun, it means favorable and confident expectation. Christ and us, the hope of glory. That is favorable, confident expectation. And also to look forward to something with assurance. See, the hope of glory is the fulfillment of God's promise to restore us in all creation. And this is from God Questions Ministries. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 8, verse 19. It reads, And for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Talking about the destiny of the nation. As we look at what the Holy Spirit wanted us to meditate on, wanted us to look at closely and in depth. It's very encouraging to know that we can look at things from the perspective of Christ in us, the hope of glory, something to anticipate the glory that will be found in us through Christ. And in 1 Peter 
verse, uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And this is the English Standard Version of the Bible. It reads, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. This is wonderful news. Now, the third point that the Holy Spirit wanted us to consider is the existence of our nation. And that's how do we see the future? How do we see our nation's future? The existence of our nation was the third point. It's interesting, immediately when I wrote that down, I began to think about it and fix my mind on it. The Holy Spirit had instructed. I thought about a song. I immediately heard a song that was performed and written by the prophet and musician Kim Clement. And that song started to resonate in my in my spirit. And I went to YouTube and I pulled it up because I said, let me, let me hear that. I hear this in my spirit. I need to hear it again. And these were the lyrics to the song. It said, you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now. And then Ken Clement instructed us to personalize it. So we went on to say, I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. That song started to really resonate with me when the Holy Spirit pointed out that last point that he wanted us to meditate on, which is existence of our nature. How do we see in the future? Now, Kim Clement was not only a prophet and a musician, but he was a prophetic teacher. He went on to tie that song into prayer itself. And when he did that, it answered a situation that I've been facing and the Holy Spirit has been saying to me this whole year. The Holy Spirit keeps saying to me, the future is now. The future is now. And the way Kim Clement explained it, he put it together. Remember his song said that I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. He said, when you're praying, he said, you don't pray according to my time right now. He said, I pray according to my time in the future. And I draw faith from the future. I draw power from the future. And he went on to state, it doesn't matter how I feel, what I see. He said, prophetic faith lets you know it's going to be okay. And that blessed me. It blessed my soul. It blessed me profoundly because it was so profound and so prophetic, spoken like a prophetic teacher that he was. And so what Kim Clement meant by that, when the Holy Spirit kept saying to me and kept resonating to me over and over again, the future is now, he meant stop looking at the way things are right now and pray by faith in the future. That's what he said. Pray by what you see in the future. Because the future is indeed right now. And so I'm saying to all of you right now, there is hope for this nation. There is hope for our lives for the future. 
because as Kim Clement's song said, he said, I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. When you pray, pray according to not what's happening right now, but pray according to the future, what the future looks like and what you are expecting from the Lord in your future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Another scripture that the Holy Spirit placed in my heart, very strongly talking about destiny of a nation. See, when we pray this way, the way the prophet instructed prophetic prayers, prophetic faith, we are creating the destiny of our nation. And in that, when we look at it that way, in that vein of thought, when we look at the future and how the future looks bright for our lives and for our nation and for our children, it helps us to push forward, push past what we see today and look to form the destiny of our nation. And that looks very bright. Remember, one scripture that summarizes it all is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. And it's the English Standard Version of the scripture. And it reads, For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter amen to God for his glory. See, all the promises of God, they find their yes in, in the Lord Jesus. In him, it is yes. And then in him or through the Lord Jesus, we utter amen, which means so be it. And then God himself gets the glory. I want to speak right now to those who are listening to Destiny of a Nation. And they wonder about their own destiny. They wonder about what's going to happen to them in their lives. And they may not know this Lord, the Lord who I'm speaking of, the Lord Jesus, especially who all the promises of God rest in. If you don't know the Lord Jesus and you are concerned about your destiny and want to make sure you have a destiny in him, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for sending your son Jesus on earth to die for me. I believe that he died for my sins and after three days he rose and he's now sitting at your right hand praying for me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for drawing me to you. I believe. Save me this day. And thank you for saving me. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for a new creation. And remember, a new creation exists for you to know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's episode, Destiny of a Nation, is designed for you to know that our future looks bright. And it's bright because of Christ and us, the hope of glory. You can find a new creation podcast in, in Google Podcasts. Search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And I hope you will subscribe. The blessings of the Lord makes everyone 
that's listening to this message today, Life Rich, and it adds no sorrow to it. And I pray that your seed, every member of your seed in your family, will know the Lord Jesus and will worship him and honor him in spirit and in truth. Have a wonderful day.